four two five eight seven six eight 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 four four six six four six four sixty nine sixty nine sixty nine ninety six I'm not a journalist and this is not news the inter I'm not a journalist, and this is not news. The interruption update is live on WALF. Due to technical issues and general incompetence, we're going to be repeating many of the stories from last week's pilot, however, with some details and names changed. This is not being done to protect the identities of those affected. It is being done because the update team was warned of the grave consequences should we choose to do otherwise. It is not often the governor's media subcommittee steps in to remind us of consequences. They rarely need to. Here at the studio, we're lucky to be operating with the lax standards of college radio. Anything I say here could be completely unfounded, filled with echo bubble sourced diginews, and riddled with editorial disguised as fact. As a result, this show presents none of the benefits, but more importantly, none of the dangers of actual, factual journalism. A quote from security sub-governor Ada Hill-Habazi on this subject, quote, journalists are filled with bees. There is no truth, only bees, end quote. And unlike journalists, we in the station know S.G. Hill-Habazi has access to the unvarnished truth of government. So, in conclusion, the team Behind the interruption update is in compliance with all government-mandated adaptations to our lazy and slanderous material from last Friday. Let's go to a word from our sponsors before hearing more behind the delectable bureaucracy behind our city on a hill. Do you like legislation? Do you like worms? Do you like worms crawling through your legislation? Do you like measuring things? Do you like the measurement of 6.7 meters? That's 22 feet of those still using the outdated and insecure, but only socially acceptable form of measurement. Do you like feet? Do you like the idea of 6.7 meters or 22 feet of worm? Do you like the African giant earthworm? Microcatus rapi? Do you like the idea of it oozing slowly through a pile of house bills and subcommittee reports waiting to terrify a hapless assistant already chained to her desk in the most literal sense of the word? Do you like wasting tax dollars and government time by forcing legislators to rescue a 6.7 meter or 22 foot long African giant earthworm from a hapless, helpless government subcommittee assistant trying to murder it? with a stapler she somehow smuggled into work despite the long-standing ban, we on the media subcommittee do not, and we want the suspected culprit to know she has already been found guilty by a secret jury and an unknowing judge. Her sentence is being carried out as we speak. More on that message from our sponsors as the message develops. Moving on, the interruption update on WALF is going to issue a couple of corrections. Astoundingly, after only about two weeks of existence, 
we already need to correct ourselves. Don't be fooled, though. By adjusting this broadcast position on the spectrum of truth, we are in no way insinuating the claims we made are fact. Merely, we assert the, those loose statements that went from my lips to your ears, swaddled in the promise of a potential basis in reality, those myths contained errors blatant even in their own parallel version of the truth. You see, before the message from the media subcommission, I referred to our wonderful state as a city on a hill, and it was pointed out to me by either a shrewd-eared listener, or perhaps my station assistant, Barb, that we are not technically a city, and we are not technically on a hill. Quite the opposite. While I informed the listener, or Barb, whichever one it was, that the phrase was an allusion to the 17th century governor of the Massachusetts Bay Colony and confirmed extraterrestrial anthropologist John Winthrop, the listener, or Barb, insisted I should make the reference clear. So, there it is. It's clear. Despite my slight irritation, I can't help but understand the listener's, or Barb's, position on transparency. After all, the town's education budget only allocated three crumpled-up silver dollars, a decapitated pig, and eight beaver toes for history departments this year. We sought a statement from Education Sub-Governor Ida Gesenkraft on this development, but all the congested official gave us was that there was no evidence supporting the claim that the silver dollars had been used as tissues. This expected avoidance of the issue was nonetheless disappointing. So, the interruption update on WALF has decided to dedicate this next story to all those children in history classes munching on ham sandwiches or using their shared pool of beaver toes to build either model settler cabins or miniature standard-issue cement bunkers. This story has nothing to do with you, but acknowledging your situation is just as legitimate as helping. For the next couple of minutes, the interruption update is going to talk about off-the-highway hotels. Not motels, which are poorly kept, suspiciously run premises only used by meth addicts. We're talking about chain hotels, those poorly kept, suspiciously run premises only used by heroin addicts and the occasional family from Illinois. What does the update want to convey about businesses like Comfort Inn, Best Western, Days Inn, Economy Inn, and other easily accessible roadside hotels? What do we want to say about franchise lodges chosen out of desperation when one is tired enough to be okay with sleeping on a stranger's sweaty, crusted sheets and waking up to the taste of rancid coffee oil? We want to tell you absolutely nothing. We only bring it up because off-the-highway hotels are the only sponsored way to unwind on the road. Also, the new legal leisure bill has been ratified by the Council of Subgovernors, which, as we know, provided for the opening of seven additional comfort inns inside our town lines, with new and improved means for citizens to use their vacation days in a way that does not involve violating laws by actually leaving town. We thought the general public should know what they sign up for when they stay in a roadside chain hotel. So sleep well. This message 
brought to you by the Governor's Subcommission for Culture, headed by Media Subgovernor Ida Williams. Oop, I'm sorry, I misread that. This message brought to you by Economic Subgovernor Eda Nonzalez, and the upcoming musical bulletin, this time brought to you by the Governor's Subcommission for Culture, headed by Subgovernor of Media Ida Williams. That is going to play, and then the interruption update on WALF will be back to round out this evening's program. Your mandated community culture tonight is 1. Toxic by Britney Spears. 2. 3 a.m. by Matchbox 20. Thank you. Sorry about the earlier confusion. That selection was entirely in line with what we have come to expect from this administration. To emphasize this message, we on the update team thought we would share that on the 3x5 note guard S.G. Williams gave us dictating the cultural selection for the broadcast, she doodled cows in all the margins. And we must say, her shading, especially on the eye stalk and tentacle region of the farm mammals, is impressive, particularly for only having a fountain pen. It's that level of concentration, detail, and excellence, even in their flesh-chilling cow doodles, that makes a government subcommission function. In honor of the Cultural Commission, the interruption update on WALF is going to beef up tonight's offering with a poem by local dairy farmer Myrna Lee. It's titled, Milk. Ten days of sand in your teeth, the grit and gristle of your words stitched to something new. A middle finger in the shape of dead air traces your mouth and digs fingernail clippings out of swollen pores. A woman drinking black coffee slouches alone. Oh, how wonderful, Myrna. It's that kind of optimism that, in my mind, defines the artist's, indeed, the citizenry of our community. Back to the news, though. To gall the focus of this upcoming piece, a story, would insinuate we are reporting the events featured in the broadcast, which is absolutely not the case. In the words of Security Subgovernor Ada Hill-Habazi, quote, The difference between a report and a retort is one letter and three years jail time. End quote. However, the interruption update on WALF does have a focus to structure into our media diet of soft possible events and alternative facts. And that focus is tigers. Now, like an ancient Roman patrician or an underwhelmed baseball announcer, we present the tigers. You may remember six months ago, ecological subgovernor Uda Literal Rat signed the Exotic Animal Rights Amendment into action. This is only the second ever amendment to our town's unwritten, unspoken, and unthought constitution for obvious reasons. The amendment provided for the ownership and citizenship of exotic pets. Since then, tigers have been a staple of community life in our shopping centers, at our sporting events, and in our homes, there have been tigers keeping us comfortable and keeping us safe. Well, that is, until they aren't. 
The spike in the tiger population has led to a series of fatal maulings in the men's restroom of every buffalo wild wings within ten lines. Pardon me, town lines, not ten lines, which is the lines of barbed wire outside the elementary school. Establishments, buffalo wild wings, which as of yesterday totaled around 1,122 inside our borders. That's one buffalo wild wings for every three private residences. It's an alleged source of pride for our citizens that the number of buffalo wild wings restaurants in town is only surpassed by the number of piles of barbed wire on our borders, speaking of barbed wire. So, townsfolk were, understandably, upset that such a violent, senseless act like a tiger mauling would take place in an essential center of our society without the approval of security subgovernor Ada Hill Habazi. Normally, the Council of Subgovernors would simply put the Exotic Animal Rights Amendment through a blender, in whatever form we are not allowed to know it was presented in, follow that up by passing a motion to forget this ever happened, and go back to ignoring the Office of the Ecological Subgovernor per usual. However, the provision in the amendment for the citizenship of the tigers in question puts a wrench in the matter, and I'll let someone else explain that. Now, before getting too detailed, the Interruption Update on WALF wants to address the ethical concerns of laws that allow for the ownership of tigers while also declaring them citizens. There are no ethical concerns as tigers only classify as a level four on the Council of Subgovernors' hierarchy of beings chart, and every child knows that to be considered a person, a being must achieve at least level five. But to qualify for citizenship, a being need only meet a level three. Without that allowance, how would we account for all the rats on the town sanitation committee's payroll? We know what a disaster life would be without the rats on the town sanitation committee's payroll. So just to sum up, a member of the town may keep another member as a pet, provided they only reach a level four on the hierarchy of beings chart, or Per the First Amendment to the town's unwritten, unspoken, and unthought constitution, if that member is named Flopsy, Mopsy, Peter, or Harold. And yes, the Council of Subgovernors is aware that this argument is similar to the one used by 19th century social Darwinists to justify human atrocities in the form of slavery, genocide, and overall racism. And they want to assure the lay public that they have nothing to worry about as any being with a working heart automatically qualifies for at least a level five. But where this story gets juicy is that all the members of the town are entitled to a jury by their peers, like a worm culprit we just heard about earlier. It doesn't matter that they weren't there. They had a trial and there was a jury, presumably of other worm culprits. And in the case of these homicidal tigers, a jury of their peers would automatically be a jury of other homicidal tigers. That, my dudes, is the thick of the pudding. Thank you for your explanation. Yes, at the moment, only two trials have been staged for tigers guilty of unsanctioned maulings in the men's restrooms of Buffalo Wild Wings' 
with juries comprised of other guilty tigers, tigers as legal representation, and a tiger judge, working gavel and everything. It was both a very lethal courtroom and a very adorable courtroom. Judge Mitten Whiskers, as his owner called him, could not have been more preciously groomed. Uh, a side note, Judge Mitten Whiskers is due to stand trial later in the week for the unrelated crime of tax evasion. Anyway, the cases we are abbreviating as Town versus 1,122 Various Tigers is progressing at what I think is an understandably slow pace. And so to get our minds off things, the interruption update on WALF has brought a guest into the studio to talk about literally anything else. You've heard her a few times reading various messages from me when I need to a break to pee or get a drink or yell at station assistant Barb. But now let's give a proper welcome to our guest, Anna. Anna, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi. Hello. I'm, I'm Anna. I'm sorry, your mic was too low there. Could you say that again? I'm Anna. Can you say it again? I'm Anna. Say it again. I'm Anna. Say it again. I'm Anna. Say it again. I'm Anna. What's your role in this idyllic town, Anna? Uh, partying hard. Uh, keeping it cool. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, I do not know. I follow all pre-regulated radio announcer diet and life habit styles. I am in compliance. Right. What do you think about worms, Anna? Worms. <laughs> mm. Would you say they're juicy? Um, yeah. Substantive. Ooh. Squishy. Squishy. Tantalizing. Tantalizing. Do you like worms, Anna? I love me a worm. Do you like the idea of a 6.7 meter 6. or 27 meter worm. or 22 foot I said, African earthworm? Did you just mention a Microcatus rapi? Microcatus rapi. Yeah. Anna, did you sneak an African giant earthworm into the highly organized heap of papers on the desk of an assistant of the media subcommission? Yes. Anna, I'm going to need you to answer me honestly now. Are you the worm culprit? Bruh, you know I am. Free the worms, free the people. Free them from what? Free them from the horrible patriarchy of worms at the top. Worms in suits, they take out the worms in just worm skin. Wait, are the worms in suits or are they in worm skin? I need to speak to the they're official commission of worm tailors. No, they're in both. They're it's in both. just the suit is over it. Are worms wearing other worms as skin? No, that's disgusting. But they're wearing worm skin? Yes. They made that themselves, though, so it's okay. Dear God, why? Hey, man, grow your own skin, you get to wear your own skin. That's the rules. Did you grow your own skin? Yeah. With the help of cow farmer Myrna Lee? Shoot. What is it? I thought we weren't going to mention that. What is your problem with Myrna Lee? I don't talk about the cow farmer with my peers. That's between me and my family. Do you have something against this town's proud tradition of dairy farming? Yes. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to talk to this security subcommission. I hope you know. I don't care. It's all over now. Well, I think this is your chance to give the radio audience a reason to connect with you. Why is it all over? I was 
tipped off a cow when I was four years old. You touched a cow? I tipped off of it. My friends were cow tipping, and I was going for a ride on my cow, Joe. But when they came around tipping, that was it for me. And now I can't even look at another cow. Well, of course you aren't looking at the cows. Cows are unacknowledgeable by law, except when in reference to industry. I've never been in the cow industry, and I never plan to be. These are serious crimes you confess to on air, is there? Man, it's all over. I'm just going full hog. Yes, I prefer pork over beef. Full hog. Not half hog. Rum ham. Ham is pig. I, we are told that, yes, on the food labels. But no, but not hamburger, okay? Not T-bone steak, okay? Not, not New York strip steak. I'm talking full hog. Hambone. You're such a hambone. Madam! I am a law-abiding citizen of this community, and you laugh at my pain at the insult you've just dealt. <laughs> That's what's up. I'm afraid. I am afraid. That's what's up. <laughs> um, well, that was certainly something, listeners. But the interruption update on WALF is going to have to break away now because we've got an announcement from the Council of Subgovernors. That announcement is that we no longer have anything to worry about from the Tigers. They have solved the problem of tiger violence in the men's restrooms of Buffalo Wild Wingses by both ordering the removal of men's restrooms from the restaurants and appointing a watch tiger to every establishment. The tiger is charged with policing all other tigers which enter the building and violently stopping them in case of any violence. Because only tigers can police other tigers. As a result, all trials for those previously charged have been cancelled, excepting Judge Mitten Whiskers, who has his trial moved up several days unbeknownst to him, failed to appear in court, and was given a sentence of 35 years to life. It is unsure whether or not this will affect his 2020 bid for re-election to the judiciary. Any comments about the case of Mitten Whiskers, Anna, while we wait for the security subcommission to get here? Um, yes, that is what's up. Okay. Tigers deserve rights. Is that what we're talking about? We are talking about how their rights have recently impacted our community safety, right. yes. That's right, yes. Okay. Um, as Hammurabi, is it Hammurabi, Hammurabi? Um, I don't know. As required, no radio announcer here required, uh, possesses an elementary school degree. All right. As Hammurabi once said, man, eye for an eye. Okay. Um. So if a tiger takes your eye, you take their eye, and that's simple. And that's, that's democracy. Wise words from a soon-to-be-convicted felon. Yeah. Um, that's all the time we have for today, which means it's time to go home, feed the cows, and with the echoes of their prey still ringing in our ears, attempt to get some sleep before another pale green dawn. This show is narrated by Susanna Barger. She was joined tonight by... Uh, that's what's up, Annie Ivanovich. All right, and Anna, count us out. Uh, five. 
Uh, four. Uh, three. Uh, two. Uh, that's what's up. The one. 